0: Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Kat, and with me as always is... As always. Uh, both of us. Yeah, Jared and Jondi. I'm so glad and... to be
1: here today. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> we're excited to have you too. Um, and this week we're talking about giant robots.
1: Read, read the episode title.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it says, I giant robot
1: like like iRobot, like yeah we get that isaac asimov. We, i we didn't get
0: it. get it but i do oh. now
2: yeah i totally got it but my husband's like super into isaac asimov so oh yeah
0: I don't he's know. like red that at all
1: i don't know how to read it. um so i've never done one of these before how does how does this work i just i just talk into this thing yeah okay that's it what do i what do i say
0: uh we talk about games and oh, sometimes food okay but really john d does a lot of the talking
2: i do
1: that's fair i found a box on the floor uh, that says, shock mount for the handy recorder.
0: Is it handy?
2: Okay, it you're that cutting that out, FMM5. right?
1: <clears throat> we, have, we have Kat with us because... Um,
2: we invited she, her. She's yeah. an expert. So, uh, well, I'll just jump right in there and say why I wanted Kat to be a part of this episode. She's
1: an expert on all of these games.
2: Uh, well, no, that's not the reason.
1: She is a giant robot.
2: Will you shut up so I can talk? God.
1: Well, you know what? If she wants to out herself as a giant robot, let her this do that This is herself.
2: why we had trouble playing the game. Okay, so... Wow we played a couple of games that were licensed ips and one of them was power rangers which i have never seen so i'm going to be able to talk about playing that game not being familiar with the ip two of the games were robotech cat has not seen robotech so she can kind of give us the same type of point of view on those although she so has I agreed to watch the first um
1: just the first like 36 episodes that's of the Mac only Ross. one you should
2: ever watch Ever.
0: Like, uh, yeah, I did see two minutes of an intro. Yeah. Well, Once. that's
2: pretty much pretty much tells you what's going on. So eh, but anyway, but we can kind of jump right in there. So um, we'll start with Robotech Ace Pilot. Yep. Which is a Yahtzee. Well, it's got some Yahtzee type components. It's it's a dice game and you're trying to, you know, just like in Yahtzee, you're trying to get certain combinations of the dice. What's not Yahtzee is there's like this grid. It's a is it a three by three, three by, four three. by, three, by three grid of like, e- uh, if with a four player game, there's like eight tiles in each of them. And that represent the Zentradi ships. Uh, well, if you haven't seen, yeah, we got to back those up. Are the bad yeah, guys. We should, yeah,
1: let's back up. We should back right, up here. So it's the year 1999, a massive alien spaceship crashes uh, on an island in the South Pacific. Uh, and just completely destroys everything that's around there. And over the next 10 years up to the year 2009, Humanity stops all conflict, ends all wars, and spins the entire global production uh, capacity uh, making parts for this alien spaceship and rebuilding it. But during like the, like, hey, everybody, we're almost done building it. Come, we're going to have a party, a 10th anniversary party. Something happens. The machines inside the spaceship start going crazy. A giant gun fires and holy crap, there's another alien spaceship. Yep. And it's attacking.
2: And so the other aliens that end up being... The bad guys are called the Zentradi. They're giant aliens. They're, they look like people, but they're giants. And long story and short, the ship does a space fold and ends up on the other side of, of the solar system. And it's not like it has like faster than light travel. So they're going to it would take them well, like, a long time. It does, time not like, they don't know how to use it. Yeah. Um, so the story is them traveling back towards Earth. Yeah, it's Star, fighting it's these Star Trek aliens. Voyager. OK, but their ship turns into a robot yes
1: the, their the ship, ship turns, turns into, into a robot. giant robot yeah
2: but when it does that it like all kinds of things get damaged but anyway so that's your basic idea now back to ace pilot yes. uh you... it's from
1: the 80s so you know if you have complaints about that uh take it up with the, the 80s yeah
2: so ace pilot is a dice game like i said where you are rolling dice to try to get different combinations to use different characters from the show and use their abilities to take out these Entrati ships. And there's a three by three grid with uh, with a four player game. There's eight tiles in each grid. And for a short game, you're trying to completely empty out at least two sections of that grid. I think a long game is three. And in in the game that we played this time, anyway. Honestly, playing we played the short game, but I think honestly, had we gone for the third one, it probably only would have been like ten minutes turn. longer.
1: And no, it would have been one more turn. Um, yeah, because we Cause were really Because there was close. An, uh, two more piles, only had one. Yeah. each, so it would have so, been another round. The
2: long game really wasn't that much longer. I and, mean, if you were playing
1: with the uh, goal of ending the game faster. Sure, but we weren't. But we weren't. We were actually attention. like, we were really yeah, like
2: we're just, we just I think we had fun. I like. I like the game. It is not necessarily It's. It's it could a have solid. Been yeah, it's a really right. solid game, and I enjoy it. But it's not like dependent on the IP. Not at, at all. all. No, I. I don't know that I learned
0: much about the IP in the game, other than like these are characters, and you're trying to fight bad guy ships. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but that was about it. I mean. I, I didn't learn anything about the characters. Like, they had character cards that told you what they did, but it didn't tell you Who anything they were, about the characters. Yeah. Um, it said, like, he's a pilot. But I didn't know him from the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I felt like it kind of could have been anything it that you're trying been to
1: anything.
2: Yeah. fight anything. I mean, it could have been collect collecting, anything. like, you know. Smurfing. Yeah, smurfing
0: their way through life, smurfing some mushrooms. It would have been the same.
2: Yeah, it could. It really could have been anything. I originally picked up the game because it was Robotech and I had seen Strange Machine Games. that makes the game and Japanime, I think, partners with them on it. And I had seen them talk about it on one of the gamma feeds like the year before it came out. And I was like, oh, well, I like dice games and I love Robotech. So count me in. So I picked it up pretty much as soon as it came out, and I've played it a few times. And I really like it, but it definitely doesn't have to be Robotech. It could be But it was really easy to learn.
0: Like, the rules were super simple. Mm -hmm. There were, like, four rules, right? Roll the dice, match the dice, try to get points. Yeah. I mean, it was super easy. The end game was super easy. The turns were really fast because it's just rolling five dice. Mm -hmm. You get to re-roll them two more times, and then you're done. So I liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, me too. So if you like dice games and you have friends that are into Robotech, this is a good one. Even if like if you don't know Robotech, but your friends are super into it, or if your friends don't know Robotech, but you really want to play this game, the fact that it's Robotech is not going to make the game inaccessible. Exactly.
1: Or if you just like dice.
2: Yeah, it's it's a good little dice game. Mm -hmm. Agreed.
1: I will say compared to the next game that we're going to talk about, I don't think that the lack of theme hurt it.
0: No. Agreed.
1: I do think that the abundance of theme hurt the next one. There's a little uh,
0: bit of whiplash there.
1: Robotech I, Attack on see, the SDF1. And I'm
2: going to disagree with you, and I know that we're going to argue on this one because I completely disagree with your opinion of the game. But uh, So yeah, Robotech Attack on the SDF1. It's by Strange Machine Games and Japanime Games, just like Ace Pilot. And this one is an episodic co-op game that there's like... Three, three different books, and each book plays through, like, five episodes. And so you're actually playing through the episodes of uh, Robotech, the Macross Saga. So this one, if you haven't watched the show, it's still, I think, accessible enough, but there are, there are definitely nuances in this that you're not going to get.
1: Yeah, that's one way yeah. of saying it.
0: I definitely learned
2: a little bit about the show from it. Um, so
0: like Johnny was saying, each episode is like one round of the game. So the episode has kind of the general story arc of the episode written out there. It has objectives for what you're trying to do together. Um, it has kind of win lose situations um, criteria there. So yeah, I, I do think your characters mattered a little bit more. What they could do mattered Mm -hmm. more. I got an idea of who the characters were a little bit from there. And you were saying like inside jokes and things within the character cards, which I think was really cool if you knew the game or you knew the show. Um, like for
2: example that i didn't um, really get there is a special character card that is minmei and for those of you listening that have watched robotech you know minmei is like the most annoying character in the history of all anime and her care her card isn't L. she's not helpful at all in fact she hinders you in the game like as long as her cards in play it costs you an extra die to use your to use abilities and so just i mean she's she's just the worst and she's even the worst in the game. And I thought that was just awesome. I loved that. But to explain the game a little bit, uh, it is a co-op. It, 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 there are a lot of moving parts in this game. Yes. So it's not one where you're going to sit down, read the rule book in five minutes and be playing the game.
0: No. No, And three hours. I know.
2: I, and I don't, I don't suggest playing it with five five people. people. that all want to make up their own rules instead of listening to the rule book.
0: I will say our gaming group is a little bit more difficult to pay attention while yeah. someone reads through. And I think we just don't have people that learn well that way. Right. Um, I think we have people that learn by doing. Mm-hmm. I'm a learn by rule book type of person. Um, but I know a lot of the other people in our group are very much a, well, let's just do this first round and see what happens. And then we'll learn what we were supposed to do right. or weren't supposed
2: to do but, after But that. what we ran into was a lot of arguing over yes. how things should be interpreted instead of just yeah, listening. The rule, the, the rule book was written fine. The problem was it was laid out in such a way that it was really hard. You had to flip around constantly, try to find things. And it really, I think learning the game suffered a lot from how they they laid out that rule book.
0: Agreed. I don't think there were rules in there that were worded weirdly or that were stated wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay, with an exception. For the most part. But it, it definitely hindered the okay, this is what we do in this phase after three paragraphs of explaining it. It says, go to page 12 to learn the rest of it. I'm like, well, just tell me the rest just of it. Just tell
2: me the rest of it. Yeah. Um, that was that annoying. Was but basically, there's a lot of moving parts in this game. So there is a board that's basically space. It's got the ship in the middle and the different sections of the ship.
1: Think of it like Castle Panic, but.
2: Yeah, mm. it really does look a lot. And, and, yeah. and there's yeah. actually. It plays like it Castle, Panic. Plays like Castle oh, Panic. That part well, of the game. That part of the game is very much Castle Panic-ish.
1: It plays like Castle Panic, but you put four more layers of game on top yeah, of Yeah, I mean, right. I'd agree. Four or five.
2: Uh, so there are th- three different parts of a turn or of, of a round basically. Um, and it starts out with, uh, you have to figure out what the, what the scenario or what Mm -hmm. the episode is, what your objectives are. And then you check the population that is in Macross city. And then you have to divide up those population between the players, because that is going to determine how many action points they have to spend during that turn. So getting into the game, uh, at the very beginning, it was a little bit
1: that wasn't fiddly very to clearly figure out. No, explained. it like, wasn't. It was not in one place explained. Yeah, it was correct. explained. That rule that John D just said in three sentences was on like five different pages.
2: Right. Agreed. And I actually thought it was a really cool mechanic, and I liked it. But it took us a while to be like, oh, okay, this is a lot simpler than we thought because it just yeah. So you do that. You once you have all of those figured out, you you go into each player's like action turn which they have each player has like five different things they can choose to do depending on how they want to spend their action points and every single character has different things they do based on the kind of character there's like pilots can do certain things they can they can control the veritech um which are the robot ships the the, good guys
1: they're airplanes that can
2: transform into robots yeah so uh each character has different things they can do. And another aspect that I think is really cool is there are actually six characters that come with the game. And you can switch out characters at the beginning of your turn. You can be like, oh, this turn, I don't think it would be great to have Captain Gloval. I want to have Ray Fokker. So you can switch out at the beginning of your turn. I
1: have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me?
2: <laughs> there you go. So uh, you get through that. But then the then then the Zentradi have their turn the bad guys the bad guys yeah and when the bad guys have their turn you have to you have cards you look at the cards the cards tell you what the different ships do whether they you have to
1: decipher these runes which well you do kind of have to decipher the runes
2: but there is a resource card that i yeah, thought was there's, pretty there's nice a about, about it card. yes the, the reference card was. Card so i, mean, I yeah. like the game i liked it a lot i can see myself playing through all the episodes 100 but with that said it's not an easily accessible game if you are not willing to sit down and really concentrate on learning a game, then it's not going to be for you. Like if you're, if you're not a gamer real hardcore and you're like, Oh, I like Robotech. This might not be the game for you, even though it's really cool.
1: I will say this. There is a, well, I guess it's semi-official. Um, it's been like blessed by the, by the lead designer, but, um, on board game geek in the file section for attack on the SDF, there's like a quick reference that a guy made, uh, and, Both Japanime Games and someone from Strange Machine were like, hey, you did a really good job with this. Do you do you mind if we uh, add some graphics to it? We'll give you credit, but we use this as like the unofficial quick start rules, which uh, you should go look at this file.
2: Yes, Uh, I might go get it and down. You should get it, print it and laminate it and put it with my game. Uh, But yeah, I really, really like the game. Um, I 100 percent want to keep playing it. Was my first experience with it the best first experience for a game? No. No. There was a lot of arguing about how we all interpreted the rules. Uh, two people that were playing with us, both Kat and our friend Troy, had not seen the show. I don't think Troy enjoyed the game at all. No. So I think Troy they was just frustrated. So I
1: didn't super enjoy the game either. Uh, as a huge fan of this property... Um, well, of the Japanese version, the American version, um, we, we could discuss the pros and cons. Basically, they, they did a very interesting 80s thing where they said, hey, people like anime. How can we make the most money out of this? I know. Let's buy a bunch of cheap anime and slam it together, Voltron style, and make three different shows into one show. Um, but the, Whatever. I could talk about that all day. I don't think that my knowledge of the show contributed anything to my enjoyment of the game.
2: And see, I, I feel the exact opposite. So. And you're
1: allowed to feel that way. Yeah. I can't tell you that you're wrong. Like, I can tell you that I completely disagree.
2: Which is fine. Um, I know last night Kat told me that she would 100% play the game with I me again. I would play it again. So, um,
1: But I, you know, as I have famously been quoted saying, I'll play any game twice.
2: That's fair.
0: I liked it because while it is a co-op game, the roles and the abilities that everyone had was unique.
2: I liked that and a lot. And
0: so it made it important who you are playing for mm. each episode. And I mm-hmm. think we were so frustrated and frazzled with getting it set up. Um, I think next time I play it I will really take that more into consideration. Same. And I think some people that didn't enjoy the game maybe also didn't take that into consideration because it seemed like we, we played three of the episodes.
2: Right. Um, Which is not a five. full first scenario. Right. Um. But I
0: think because <laughs> But at was, that point it was
1: like four hours after we started. Right.
0: We were done mentally with it. But... I think because like the start of any kind of action anime, right? There's a lot of fighting at first. There's a lot of a bunch of people are attacking. Like we need our fighters out there. And then the story comes along behind it and you Mm -hmm. need more of the captain. You need more, you know, a first mate or whoever she was and like technician type people. Mm -hmm. But the first at least three episodes were very much who can hurt the most bad guys the fastest. Well, we need to give them all the action right, points. Right. So I think that a little bit detracted from some people that were playing characters that didn't have a lot of fight the bad guy moves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was one of the fight the bad guy.
2: As was characters. I. And so I, I it got was really play, fun for me. I got to do a lot,
0: but I can understand. I got to understand... play Rick Hunter,
2: which is the main character in the show. And I didn't pick him. We actually did right. a random. We, uh, his name's Hikaru. No, it's not. It's I was Hicaru. the guy with blue hair. It's Rick Hunter. You were Max. Max. Max Sterling. Hmm.
0: The guy with blue hair.
2: So anyway, uh, Jared and I like—I have to say, like in the history of uh, since we started doing this this podcast and started making sure since we switched this format where we're playing the games in the last couple weeks before we do the episode. I think a lot of times remember right. I think a lot of times, Jared. I think I hope you agree with this. A lot of times, you and I I kind of no, yeah, bite me. Um, so you and I. often find ourselves in agreement mm-hmm. on our thoughts on the game. This one is one of the few, I think that we have completely opposite opinions,
1: right? So for me, I would say if, if I believed in giving games scores, I would say this is a five or a six. The reason is the rules themselves are not that complicated. The organization of the rules oh and the flow of the game is horrible.
2: Once you figure it out, like I think, by if we if we had figured it out sooner, and we played through, gotten through those first three episodes quickly enough that we would have played through all five. I think it would have. By the end of that third round, I was like, okay, I'm invested now. I know what I'm doing. Right,
1: but to get the same it feeling, you could just play. There, you could just play Castle Panic or or Star Trek Panic if you want the space theme, or The Captain Is Dead. They both have that same kind of like. Oh gosh, guys! But those are, are, are getting bad. I like
2: the complexity of this game. Those are very simple games. I liked the complexity in this I one.
1: I think this game was complex just for the sake of being complex. I think they had a game. They were like, well, what else? What else happened in the show that we can put in this game? Oh, remember that one episode where. Where the shields didn't work and they had to use the trackballs, the pinpoint defense. Remember that? Remember we should put that mechanic in the game.
0: I think one really important thing that we haven't mentioned yet is it comes with a model, a yes. cardboard model that does nothing. of um, the ship yes. transformed into the giant robot that does nothing but sit in the middle of the playing field so I yeah. couldn't see the other side. When we when I we I don't know what else it was for. Maybe finished... it was for something else. But... I think it's
2: just supposed to show when the when the
0: I still think it should be the first player marker. When, this thing when we is
1: transformed at the end of the tall. first episode, like I I know what happens in the show before Kat read, all right, this is what happens. I took the model and I put it in the middle and everyone was like, don't, don't put that there. That doesn't go there. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then Kat starts reading like episode two. Here's what happens. Take the model and put it in the center of the play yeah, area.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I it does think nothing. That- it did nothing but get also, in the way. It looked real cool. I
2: though? love the Mechanically model. It's really in the cool.
1: game it didn't do anything. Like in the show, right. you can't fire the big missile, like the, the big laser gun if it's in a specific configuration. That the didn't actually, seem to be, in, in, the to be in, to game,
2: in the rules. In this game you could not fire that beam unless you were transformed.
0: But there was nothing on the board right. or on that figure
1: there was nothing that indicated.
2: But the rules
0: that did indicate that you could not.
1: But rule. if you didn't know from watching the show the, yeah, I wouldn't have known. You know, there was like a if tiny little read, sentence somewhere that yeah. says like, right. hey, by the way, guys, just don't forget. You can't do that.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, well and there is... Uh, not that we did. Uh, but there's a sec- There's a board called the Danger Board. And I once I knew on that, there were some on misprints them. that... Well, because we had the playmat. And yeah. the playmat, yes. there were a couple of misprints on the playmat. And we ended up having to just put the board over the top of the playmat, that section of the playmat. It was... Once we figured out how to read the danger board, I think it was a very well thought out board. But the problem is it's not intuitive when you're looking at it. And there is nothing no. in that rule book that explains it very well. No. So it took us a while to go, oh, this makes total sense. Once we fa- it's, and that's another like failing of the rule book. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think one thing Jared said last night, which I think held really true to it, is if you had played this from conception and done their testing of it. Right. That would have made a lot of sense. Because you would have seen where it came from and where it is right. now. And you would think, oh, where it is now makes a lot of sense. But there was nothing intuitive. The iconography was nothing that made any sense. There's
1: some numbers that are different colors. So There's some X's, some some red X's. You, you have
0: to look at you what to, they equal. They right. might as well have just put letters because yeah. it, it meant nothing. Yeah,
2: it would have been... they. What they really needed was a page in the rule book that specifically said... This is what every single thing on here yeah. does. This yes. is how you set it up. This is why this goes here. And it's it's all in the rulebook, but it's all in in different places. And so finally I was like, oh, guys, 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 we did that wrong. Let's fix it. So, yeah, it, that's another failing of the rulebook. But again, I loved the game. I'm going to definitely play it. I
0: more. did not love it, but I would give it another shot for sure now that I understand it better.
1: Yeah. Well, that was a, a lot of talking about
0: a game. Jared didn't like,
1: <laughs> so I guess we can talk about a game that I do like, unless John D has any closing arguments.
2: Nope. nope I do not. All right.
1: Well, how does the <laughs> prosecution rests? That's a sentence that you say.
2: Is it? <laughs> okay. So moving on yeah. to power Rangers. Yeah, Heroes do that? Of the grid. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Power Rangers. Heroes of the grid. I did not have a tab open for that because I wasn't ready. I didn't know that's what we were going to do next uh yes it is a it's a game you play as a power ranger it's one to five i'm sorry it's two to five players because the the solo thing is like just i think it was only in the kickstarter two to five players you each play as one of the power rangers um if you don't know what power rangers is um welcome to earth
2: I know plenty of people that don't know what Power Rangers. Right, is. no, but
1: you, uh, just so you, maybe you, Johnny, have never watched an episode of Power Rangers, but you know what Power Rangers well, is.
2: To be fair, it's because I had a kid in the in the demographic when it first started getting right. big in the United States.
1: Okay, but
2: so but, I think after the movie recently, I think, I think people, people know, know what, what Power, Ranger. Power
1: Rangers. Even if they don't know are. like who.
0: They know they're people in suits that fight bad guys. But i just saying
2: that uh, it's valid to say there are probably plenty of people that still don't know what they are because it's not like they're Star Wars or something that everybody just everybody knows.
1: I would be very surprised if there's a person listening to this podcast that does not not. even know that does not know what a Power Rangers is, even if they know nothing about Power Rangers.
2: Probably not. But 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 they have heard,
1: oh, Power Rangers, the guys in the spandex that do karate.
2: And have ridiculous monsters costumes that are really stupid looking. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid is a board game based on Power Rangers. Two to five players where everybody picks a Power Ranger and you play as them. Um, your goal is to protect, uh, protect the city of Angel Grove, unless you're playing one of the expansions and then it's a, then it's a different area, um, from, well, the the gross monster suits that John D. was talking about. It's fully cooperative. You have a shared like combat round. Where you kind of decide how you want to how you want to handle the combat. You can, as a group, decide like, okay, the monsters get a turn, then we get a turn. Well, which one of you has a cool attack that can that can take out this next monster before he gets to attack? Okay, let's do that. You roll the dice. You look at the results. You'll either hit or you'll miss.
2: You have cards that look, that show you like for X car for this ability of yours. You get to roll this many dice, mm-hmm. and the dice remind me a lot of like if you've played Attack Wing or. Mm-hmm. Or um, what's the Star Wars one? Um, Star Wars X-Wing and Star Trek Attack Wing. Sure. Anyway, if you've played those, the dice remind me a lot of those. Like some of them have one hit, some of them have two hits, and some of them don't have anything at all. Yeah. So the thing that I found really interesting about this oh, game. Oh, you can also,
1: as you kill monsters, you level up your experience and you can get your giant robot. You might get your giant you might robot. might get your robot if you kill enough monsters. I
2: didn't get
0: my giant robot the yeah. whole time we played that game. Well, we I
1: got mine. And it monsters.
2: helped everybody a lot. Yeah,
0: because anyway,
1: because we spent too much time killing the 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 big boss guys and not.
0: I mean, killing we were supposed the... to kill the big boss guys. Yeah, but the
1: way you get your experience points is you kill like the foot soldiers, and we were ignoring those and just going like, "Oh, well, in the rules, it says if we kill the monster of the week." Um, when it dies, all of the other bad guys go with uh, it. So let's just ignore the bad guys. That's not why I
2: was going for the, the monster of the week. I was going for the monster of the week because they had, like, horrible, horrible damage effects that were going to kill us. Yeah. I didn't yeah. care about the little guys because they didn't hurt as bad. Yeah. Right.
1: But we didn't attack any of the little guys because, because they, they go didn't away. hurt
2: as much. <laughs> I, I did not. I, my, I didn't care that they didn't go away or stayed. I honestly didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. It was because uh, the, you know, the main bad guy's doing like 12 damage on a turn. And yeah. I was like, no, this is, we're he's going away. Uh, I, there was one thing I found really interesting about the game. And that's the fact that there's no like turn order.
1: Right. So, well, there is a turn order, but it's the monsters take a turn, then but the that's players it. take a turn. So like, yeah. but you can do that the monsters in any order. and
2: then it's just the Power Rangers. So. It could be monsters and then cat goes, monsters and then cat goes again because we can be like, oh, the abilities that she has on her cards right now are the most helpful. Right. So it doesn't have to be each. I thought it was interesting.
0: I liked that for the most part. I think that sometimes gets into other players telling other players what they should be doing. That happened a little bit too
2: much in our case. And that
0: doesn't make it super fun for me. But I think the game is set up similar to that because there aren't turn orders it's not like i ever have to have a turn right and i didn't the whole blast bad guy i literally sat and read the rule book about a rule that we were trying to figure <laughs> out um and looked on errata and tried to figure out um and did absolutely nothing and it didn't matter at all so i don't know that i loved that
2: and that's a aspect problem like, of a, the game. a player could very easily get excluded if they don't have good cards out or if somebody else has better better abilities so i that's a problem in this game like most co-ops really has has it, they don't I don't think it does a good job of mitigating the quarterbacker mm-hmm. thing. Right. Like some, some, some co-ops have a way to kind of discourage that. This one, I think like Kat said, it hundred percent encouraged quarterbacker players. And yes. we had one and we had a couple. Yeah, we had a couple <laughs> and it gets annoying when you're just trying to decide what you want to do. And they're like, no, we're going to do this. This, this isn't. I'm just like, Johnny,
1: have you ever seen power Rangers? The red Ranger tells them what to do. Okay. If you have a problem with that, then you can just go off and make your own power Ranger it's- team with all pink Rangers. Because that happened, actually. It was called Power Rangers Pink. I'll let you borrow the, the, the trade paperback.
0: Not good. Pass.
2: <clears throat> I like the game. I liked it. Um, I don't think that the gameplay itself suffered from the fact that I wasn't at all familiar with the IP. Uh, you know, no,
1: because you just... It's it,
2: it It's monsters on a map. Yeah.
1: There's so, dudes on the map. Yeah. Your dude has powers. You roll the dice did you kill a bad guy you did yeah cool. so
2: it didn't matter to me that i was playing the pink ranger i could have been playing the queen of england queen and of hot dogs you know it, it would have been fine it, it would have been any different i think
0: ours was really cool because the evil green ranger came out as yeah. one of our bad guys and yeah. i got super excited about that well and then everybody had White to explain ranger to me the best
2: ranger. everybody um, then had to explain to me why there was a bad power ranger because i was like i don't understand why the power ranger is a bad guy I tried to
1: explain why, why the Japanese version of Power Rangers was different from the American version of Power Rangers. And I don't know that John D...
2: Well, see, I already knew that, because really you've already cared. told me that a gazillion times, and you're right, I didn't care any of the times you told you. I it. just
1: wanted to tell you the story of Barai, okay? They were brothers, but one of them was better than the other. Okay. One of them decided to be evil and try to kill everybody. Okay. I don't and think you had, he a cool had sword. to
0: know that to play the he game. He
1: had a cool sword.
0: He did. He had a great sword, but you didn't have to know that he had a cool sword to play the game.
1: And he had that cool- like, But it made it really fun. Metal golden so... shield that nobody else had.
2: I would compare this game to the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yeah,
1: very similar uh, I, idea. Yes, but different execution.
2: It is, but honestly, if I if I had a, the choice between the two games, I would choose Ninja Turtles every time.
1: Mm, interesting.
2: I found Ninja Turtles to be a more rewarding gaming experience.
1: Okay. Well, um, so I will say this: the way that the game's work is a lot different because in the ninja turtles game there was that
2: um it was episodic
1: it, it kind of played like a campaign game
2: it did yes so it if was, you yeah.
1: depending on how you how you did you either got positive ending or negative ending and then that carried over to the next time you played and i loved that about it that was really cool the power rangers game doesn't have anything like that it just has like well cuz if you think about it
0: i don't think it can have something no, like it, that
1: no cuz if i mean with very few Why exceptions not, the power rangers show it, have it didn't stuff matter that- it didn't matter. Over.
0: Right? Your bad guy for that episode never comes back no. again. When you beat that monster,
1: he gets big, he blows up. That's the two or three of that
0: season, and that's the end of yeah. it. So there wasn't really a way to have an episodic play with the Power Rangers one, because it doesn't really matter episode to episode.
1: Right. They don't other do than big story Other
0: than giant arcs. story arcs, but...
1: There's... Usually the way like that the it Green works Rangers. is that... Uh, and, and again, I'm going to reference the Japanese show because it does... The episodes matter more in the Japanese version. You'll have a story arc that's two episodes long.
2: Okay.
1: And then that will never come up ever again. And then you'll have this overarching storyline that maybe, like, 30 seconds of each episode contributes to the overarching entire season plot. Okay. You can't really... I mean, I guess you could do a campaign with the Power Rangers game, but...
2: It I wouldn't felt, be as
0: satisfying as the
1: Turtles I mean, I based felt on the more. Comic.
2: I felt more invested in the... turtles version in the turtles game than i did like it's not that this game wasn't fun and i would totally play it again but i didn't feel invested in this and maybe it's because i wasn't into the ip but i just i I was like i just want to kill monsters i wasn't like invested in oh we got to make sure we don't die
0: yeah no and i don't think this was a game that you really do have to get that invested in it's not like the robotech game where you're gonna play over and over again and it's gonna matter whether you got the you know rewards from the previous right. episode, so it really is a lot lighter than that Robotech game yeah, in that it you is. don't have to care about it. It's just hey, this is cool. There's a lot of really, really neat figures. Um, a lot, a lot. And if you know some of the Power Rangers, like Bulk and Skull, yeah, have their when they fantasize, they what it would be like to be a Power Ranger. I mean, those uh-huh. are models in there that you can play as those characters, and that's cool to somebody. But they would play it once, probably, and then mm-hmm. be like, that was cool.
1: They did an entire expansion based on the, quite honestly, one of the coolest ideas that's ever come out of the Power Rangers universe. Um, in the comics recently, they did a thing called Shattered Grid, where basically an alternate dimension evil green ranger, who did not decide to be good and join the team, had in fact taken all of the power from all the Power Rangers and they did this like multi-universe crossover event in, in the comic. They did that as an expansion in this game. So you can have like evil Lord Drakkon is what he's called, but he's, he has the combination powers of the Green Ranger and the White Ranger because it was the same actor that had all those powers. So right. he mm-hmm. he is that guy. And all of these other Power Rangers from across time joined up to try to beat him. You can do that in this game, but you can't then carry on the progress. It doesn't matter what happens if you win or lose. You won't revisit that plot. So in order for the Power Rangers game to have that kind of thing, you just buy a new expansion that comes with new characters and you play the new missions that come in that box. You know, okay, fine. There are missions in the game, but most of the time it's a sandbox experience where you're just a Power Ranger and you're flipping over random cards that tell you which boss you're fighting. Not a bad experience, but it is a different experience from the Turtles where you have a comic book that tells you literally here's what is happening in the game you're playing. Right, And the choices that you make, you look at a flowchart. Did you rescue this guy in three turns? Yes. Okay, cool. Good ending. Was it more than three turns? Okay, bad ending. Choose your own adventure.
0: I will say we won that game of yeah. the Power Rangers. It um, came pretty close. To- it did come yeah, kind of close. Yeah, because and-
1: you lose. There, there's only one way to win, and that's to defeat the, the main boss, who in our case was Lord Zed. The ways you, that you lose is if... Too many areas get overrun by monsters. There's four of them. There's four. There's only four. And at the end of the game, we had three of the four overrun. Or if a Power Ranger gets knocked out, um, which is he takes damage and can't block it by discarding cards, you can let that happen three times. And we let it happen once once or twice. So...
2: I think Troy died twice. It was difficult. Oh, but I think twice. it really
1: helped us that we focused on anytime one of the monsters of the week came out instead of just the foot soldiers. We went hard at those guys
0: and one thing because they didn't... come
1: back if you don't defeat them
0: right. Well and one thing that I didn't like so much about the game is how you got what I would consider the cool parts of it, how you got the actual robot part of our giant robot theme um, was you had to kill six of the putties the foot soldier guys um and then it was a random draw card that went to someone random Uh so it it didn't matter that they fought in that fight or not um they could have three of them based on how it shuffled and you could have none so i didn't love that as much i kind of wanted everyone to get one once you reach those six Um, Or everyone to get something once you reach in versus one person. I thought that was a little unbalanced, but.
1: And I do think that it it says that it's two to five plus players because you can have the sixth ranger. Um, Here's the thing, guys. Don't ever play uh, under five players. If you're playing at two players, the rules are really weird. Three and four players. It's also not great. You really have to play this with either five players or six players. If you're playing with the extra ranger do not play the solo rules they're they're not uh, they're not great the two player game it works but you have multiple people being controlled by the same player so like okay i'm the blue ranger and the green ranger and it uh, doesn't really work just giving everybody their own ranger and having a full five player team like in the show is really where this game is good
2: i would agree so that is power rangers heroes yeah. of the grid from renegade, renegade. games studios mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the next couple of games we're gonna very briefly talk about. Um, I have not played either of them, well, but I was about Tiny familiar Epic with Mechs, them. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then, then we can do the ones that you only know about a little bit.
2: Okay. Well, then, Tiny Epic Mechs from Gameland Games. <laughs> I
1: know I'm I'm switching it up on you here. Yep. After I agreed that that yep. was an okay order.
2: That's fine. Uh, So Tiny Epic Mechs is from Gamelin Games is one of their they've got the Tiny Epic series and I should throw in there if you're not familiar with the Tiny Epic Games none of them the only thing they have in common with each other is they're called Tiny Epic. They're in a small
1: box with a lot of game in that small box. Oh my god like they all are different games like one's a worker placement game one's a like dudes on a map game one is a robot combat arena free yeah, for all. game.
2: So, yeah. So the one we played was like,
1: there's a four X game.
2: Oh, the story behind this one is that, uh, what is it? Future?
1: Yeah. It's the future, future and sports combat has turned into robots. Uh, I mean, this is what would really happen in real life. Oh yeah. This, this is legitimately a real life scenario. Okay. We've got giant robots. What do we do with them? I mean, have you watched BattleBots, bots? John D? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this
1: is a natural progression. Like, Okay. Well, now
2: now I can be in the robot suit. So uh, it's it's basically kind of an arena dudes on a map kind of game. Uh, Originally, you might think like getting into it. You might think, oh, I want to go and battle. I want to battle, battle, battle. Honestly, that you can you can probably win the game and not battle or not at least not mm-hmm. win and enti- win a battle the yeah because there's
1: a lot of area control stuff that you can do yeah
2: and so i basically went all in on the area control jared went all in more on the
1: getting the giant getting robot, the giant robot attack john D for points
2: and i honestly i thought i was going to get destroyed because i lost every battle that we were in but i was only two points behind at the end of the game mm-hmm. like i legitimately could have won that game on it i had so you get points for all of the mines and turrets that you have deployed in areas. Yeah. I think I, if I would have had, I had two that if I'd had one more turn, I would have gotten at least one more turret or mine out again because Jared exploded them. So they'd came, come back to me. I would have won the game if I would have had another turret out.
1: Yeah. There's six rounds. Um, you do some programming. You take your cards um, that have arrows for movement and actions and you like do the programming and then you reveal them and resolve them. So um, you can move and uh, collect resources or drop a mine or a turret or uh, purchase an upgrade card or uh, power up to go from your like pilot form to being in a mech suit. And uh, then again, get into the giant robot once you're in that.
2: I have to point out that. This game actually oh, has, yeah, yeah. so this is my favorite part of you the game. You go in it. There's actually, you have little meeples that you're playing, and there's then a little mech suit that you put your meeple into, and then there's a robot suit that you put your dude into if he gets into the the giant robot. There's a weapon. There are actually little tiny weapons yeah. for every single when weapon you, you get weapons, in the game, you and you equip, equip them. them on your little dude. <laughs> and it made the game a little fiddly, but it, it was 100% worth it because it took a, a decent experience of a game anyway. And like ramp that up to like, I want to play this again. These robots are so adorable. Yeah. So I fell in love with it even before I learned how to play it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, look at these little tiny like weapons. And I, my dude goes in this suit. So, um, yeah, I, I have to say that if you are big into like fun components for a game, definitely check this one out. Cause the components are just awesome.
1: Uh, combat's pretty easy too. Um, basically you just go back and forth until someone runs out of weapons. Yeah. Um, you, you, know, you, you'll resolve the damage that the weapons do. They have damage indicators on them. And then if you go, okay, well I, I still have one health. I'm not like knocked out of the combat, but I don't have any weapons. So I have to flee from the combat and that means the other person wins. So mm-hmm. I, I was in the giant robot pretty, pretty quickly, like third turn. Yep. Second or third turn. Um, and when you're in the giant robot, you have 11 health. So I was like, well, I'm just
2: going to stay in the robot. I'm just
1: going to stay in the robot and keep attacking Jondi because I have way more health than she does.
2: Yeah. I never died. But. Uh, I
1: did once to your mine, which yeah. All that that did was knock me out of the of, the, of the giant robot, mech. Yeah. And then I
2: got back into got it. Got
1: back into it. I anticipated it. And, and I on didn't purpose, try to did get it? the
2: giant mech because I, like I said, I went all in on the area control. Yeah. And it that was it turned out to be that was a legitimate strategy. So,
1: I'm not a big fan of take that mechanics in games. I love, but take the way that, that this but... one did it, I th- I think was really cool.
2: Yeah, I agree, I agree.
1: Hiding it under the guise of giant robot fighting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love take that games anyway, but. This one, you go into this one, it's not like necessarily a stab people in the back game. It's just you go into this game. It's a battle game. You are going to be attacking other players. Yeah. If you do not like games where you are at odds with the other players, this one's probably not for you. But if you like the components, get it anyway. You could play with the little meeples.
1: There's a rock, paper, scissors, like a reverse rock, paper, scissors mechanic in the way the weapons are effective against each other.
2: How is it reverse?
1: Well... Because on on the the chart had the arrows of which were more effective against what. So if I use one and then you use the one that would have been more effective if I had used it before you, th- the chart goes backwards.
2: Right. But it was still pretty much rock, paper, scissors like it
1: is. But this if is, I use this it as
2: effective. Pokemon if I'm too. attacking,
1: then it's regular. rock. Not paper, very scissors.
2: effective. If
1: you're attacking, if you're reacting to my attack, it's reverse rock, yeah. paper, scissors. Yeah,
2: OK, that makes sense would yeah that was a really cool cool mechanic I I had not played any of the tiny epic games until uh, earlier this year like uh, during origins mm-hmm. I played my first one and now I've played two and I have thoroughly enjoyed both of them so now I, I at some point in the future we're planning on doing a tiny epic games episode where we're just going to talk because there's enough of the games there that we can do a whole episode on them so and before i was just like oh this will be fun now i'm legitimately looking forward to it because now two of the games i found to be very enjoyable the other one i played was um uh tiny epic it's the space one um galaxies galaxies Mm -hmm. and both of them have been been thoroughly enjoying enjoyable experiences so yeah
1: they're all they're all very different games the way they play the i mean is a really cool little little system that they've made for yeah. themselves yeah so we will talk more about we will these be later. talking
2: about more in this episode um when we get to Kickstarter
1: yeah. so yeah that's true okay now we can talk about gkr so i've played this a lot uh i made john d watch a video um
2: and i did watch the video
1: cat have you ever looked at it i know you've I seen have, it because it's taking it. up a lot of space in that
0: room <laughs> yeah i have seen it i've seen it be played i have looked at the rules i have not physically played the game Mm
2: -hmm. i will say up until last night i did not think i ever wanted to play it i i didn't think it was accessible for me but then it just looks
1: like a lot so and as we were learning
2: robotech and uh, we can already tell i was 100 percent invested in that game and jared just looks at me he goes johnny if you can learn this game you can play gkr yeah
1: yeah
2: easy
0: I, i agree i think it looks like a lot so there's lots of figures the models are really, really cool. Lots of
1: cards. cards. Pre-painted
2: figures.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. And it looks like a lot. It has, what is it called? Table presence? Yeah. Um, where, you know, you see something. buildings. Yeah, you see something and you're like, that looks really cool. I wonder what that is. That looks real complicated. It's not... Um, but I, I absolutely want to play it. Maybe yeah, we'll play I was, it
2: I, I, when I watched the video, the thing that I found interesting is oh, usually... Yeah, we should, hold on,
1: we should set this up. It's GKR, Heavy oh, yeah. Hitters, Giant Killer Robots. It's from Weta Workshops. Yes, that Weta Workshops, the one that made the all of the special effects in the Lord of the Rings movies and, and District 9 and the, the, all that other crap that they do. Okay, Johnny, go okay. ahead.
2: <laughs> so uh, the thing that stuck out to me when I watched the video was usually if somebody says, I'm playing, uh, this is like a miniatures game, and I think about like War Machine or something, and I immediately am like, no, I'm out. And this one, I you could put kind of in that genre of like War Machine. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the video I watched even said, if you like War Machine, you'll like this one. But this one is more accessible. It's more simple. It's easier to learn and play than something like a War the Machine. The rules are
0: much more simple.
2: So... Even though it's a miniatures game and usually I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to play a miniatures game. This one, I think I could probably play it and have a good time.
1: So the story of the game is uh, it's the future. It's the, like the near the near future, not the far future. Um, but advertising has become out of control and more of a people's part of people's lives than than it should be. So think about like
2: you're playing as like evil corporations, right? They're not evil,
1: Johnny. Think about like Super Bowl ads.
2: Okay, so yeah. you're just playing as corporation. But
1: the Super Bowl has has ended, and now has been replaced with giant robot combat. So you want I would your enjoy ads that to be far more
2: than I would enjoy yeah, Super Bowl.
1: You want your ads to be viewed by more people. So, um, you, there's a lot of abandoned cities in Earth because it's like kind of post-apocalyptic or mid-apocalyptic, and um, the goal is to advertise for your corporation uh, enough that your company gets the salvage rights to to scrap the city and use all the precious metals so the way you do that is through robot combat you know as you do i punch you i'm standing next to this building you are distracted because i punched you i'm gonna spray paint my corporation's logo on this building and functionally the way that works is it has little billboards that you slot into the top of the 3d buildings and if you ever have uh four of them on the building the building collapses because you've have scrapped it? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: But, a way to you show that points. you've claimed that yeah. building. But you get the points yeah. for it. Um, the, and the way that combat works is there's a little bit of deck building that you do ahead of time. Um, like constructed deck building like Magic the Gathering, not like Dominion. Right. And you pick what weapons you want to use for that game. Um, there's primary weapons, secondary weapons. There's jump ability. There's like a, a big like satellite weapon that you can use or, or like a nuke or something like that. And you I think it's a point by system that you use to program it or maybe it's just you've just flat out pick what you want. I don't remember. Um, I haven't done a lot of the customizing. I've just pretty much stuck to the recommended since that's the more balanced one. And
0: I like that they have that. Like, yeah. You can customize it yeah. and look through and specialize in something or just use their recommended build. Yeah, and yeah. you can play right away without having to research a bunch of stuff to make the best deck.
1: Yeah. So this was a Kickstarter game that we talked about quite a while ago. Um, and I have been told by one of the, like the heads of development or whatever. She always goes to. She she works at their booth at Gen Con. They have. A few more factions planned. So the, the first game came with four factions. And then last year at Gen Con, they released two more. So they have at least two more factions in the work. Um, and she told me this year. That they may be looking at even more content in the near future. So I'm excited for that.
0: I'm also excited, but. Um,
1: a storage solution is, would be good. A
0: storage solution would be great, and it's expensive. I it mean, is, it's a pricey it game. They're very pretty models, they're pre painted. The suggested um,
1: retail for the base game is $100, and that gets you four players' worth of content. It gets you the four of the, of the heavy hitters. It gets you three support vehicles for each faction. It gets you a deck of cards for each of those factions um, and the the board and the 3D buildings. Right. So there's a lot there, there for is, the $100. But
0: I think if you don't know, if you haven't played it, I feel like personally $100 might be a little much to ask yeah. for a game that you don't know if you're going to love or not. But if you like miniature games...
1: There's a, a lot one. of strategy here.
0: If you like strategy games, it's a good one. If you like games that have models and miniatures, and
2: oh, so you guys are talking me out of playing this now.
1: The 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 card, the deck of cards that you use is your life, so you can press yourself harder and use more cards, but that means you have less life.
2: So that's kind of Power Rangers. Yeah, yes, you can burn through similar. your
1: weapons very quickly, but then if you attack me, I have less to defend with. Right. So there is some strategy there of deciding like okay do I need to be conservative with my weapons or do I need to just go all out and try to blow up John D you try to blow up this building you get uh, like attack bonuses for flanking you get defense bonuses if I bonuses play this ever I will get destroyed
2: cuz I am terrible at miniatures games I'm also terrible at strategy This so. isn't like a brag
1: or anything but I have never lost at this game now, that's not to say that you won't completely destroy me the first time we play. It but would be
2: beginner's luck because it, it I'm terrible be. at strategy. I so.
1: strategize the heck out of this game. It takes me a really long time to do my turn because I'm oh like, God. OK, well, let me think right. about what I want to do. So here. is it
2: like chess with robots? Kind, kind of, of, but
1: no.
0: Yeah, I would say it is something where if you're not great at having other people's turns take a long time, um, I'm not. I tend to get bored get and, then and then walk then I'm away. A, then
2: I'm playing with my phone. And then, well, I mean, we've all said a million times, and I, I think we need a T-shirt that says I agree. this. Uh, if you don't know whose turn it is, it's, it's mine.
1: <laughs> yes. But um, but there's there's some different game modes here. You can do like a capture the flag style, right. which is what the normal game is where you're tagging the buildings. You can win by being the last man standing. So you've destroyed all the other robots. There's like a cooperative teams play. That you can do. There's a lot of ways to play the game.
0: And those are all in the base game, aren't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's, that is nice. There's
1: a fully cooperative against the AI that was one of the like Kickstarter uh, bonus expansions. Bonus right. And I don't know if they've made that available for purchase outside of like conventions. If they have extra stock, I'm sure that they will sell it to you. But I don't think that it has a, a retail, a retail release, release, which is kind of a shame because some of the stuff that was in the the Kickstarter add ons, like the the plastic three D buildings to replace the cardboard ones, kind of cool. They also released um, the same robots, but unassembled and unpainted, so you could customize them. So you could do them. it, which I like that. Yeah,
0: I really that like painting cool. miniatures, um, and I think that would be super super fun to assemble and paint them. But
1: but I think at some the point, I paint
2: the are really can
0: pretty. Paint for me, yeah. I also have tons of miniatures that I can paint, you know, in all my free time.
1: At some point, John D., I think you should play this. Even if you say like, oh, that was only okay. I don't think you'll say that. I think you'll say, that was pretty cool.
2: Unlike the next one you're going to talk about, because nothing about this game appeals to me. Um, That's fair. It
0: didn't appeal to me either until I played
2: it.
1: I'm kind of shoehorning this one in here because I'm a huge fan of this. And it's
2: not really giant robots, is it? It is. It It is. is. So let me
1: me set the stage here. Um, It is the far future. Warfare has gotten to the point where um, things have gotten out of control. Basically, they have self-aware 300-foot tall tanks roaming around. Um, Because, you know, like, we've got drones now. What if we, instead of putting those drones in in unmanned airplanes, we put them in gigantic tanks that are nuke-proof? Well, that's scary. Oh, no, they're sentient. Ogre was the first game.
2: So Skynet in a tank?
1: Ogre was the first game that Steve Jackson Games published back in 1977. A lot of people say it does not hold up well. And I I do tend to agree with that. It does not really hold up well that doesn't mean it's not fun it is a very fun game yes there are many many better war games a lot of better games that are in this like dudes on a map style but uh there's something really satisfying about just having this massive tank rolling over just here's a squadron of 300 dudes coming at me
2: war games tanks none of these things appeal to me
1: it's a very light game game though it like the is. rules are very light if you read the rule book it is every single rule that's in the game is very well explained there's not a lot of game in this game
2: well that doesn't make me want to play think, it either
0: <laughs> i think it maybe took you 20 to 30 minutes maybe to go over everything with me that i felt comfortable to like play it um and i was playing as ogre. Right, Um, because it's a lot easier to teach that. Right, so you're kind of playing as one of, well, at least in the mode that we played. the basic
1: scenario gives one player uh, a a force, a a set of infantry and some armored vehicles, and a command post that you have to defend. The other player has only one unit, but it's a giant 300-foot-tall tank with nukes. So, it's it's an even fight.
0: Sure. (laughs) Um, But I think that if you like we did, had somebody that knew the game and you know knew mechanics, knew the different um, units and everything that you could mm-hmm. play as. You played as that, and then I only really had to learn the ogre and kind of what the other things did. But yeah. I didn't really have to learn every single thing that every other yeah. thing did you just ever. just had to learn enough. I just of what had to go. I need to, to get over them. there. How's the best way to do that? Right. Um, I did not win. I did not do the best way. But it was fun. I liked it.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. It, it is the uh, near future. It's 2085 AD. Ah. Uh, so, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: But now, so you said this was the first Steve Jackson game. Yeah. But it has different, um, it's been redone. Yeah, yeah the new right? one is the sixth edition like based editions, on a very,
1: you. very successful, like, uh, monetarily almost ruining the company successful Kickstarter. Because they over-promised and over-delivered, which is good. I'd rather them do that than over-promise and under-deliver. The Ogre Designers Edition, which is the Kickstarter version of Ogre 6th Edition, has a Team Lift logo because it's like 80 pounds worth of game.
0: It's insane.
1: You can get like a normal game box version that comes with what you would need to play the intro scenario and a few other scenarios. But to get the full experience out of this game... Hope you have a shelf that can hold this game because I don't.
0: No, and again, I think it's just a lot of game. Yeah, and I think sometimes that can be very overwhelming to people. Again, it's not. It, it's a light game in mechanics. Yeah, it's not a light game in in weight weight in physical weight <laughs> or in how much is how much real there. estate it takes up. Yeah, so absolutely.
1: What I would say is, if if this sounds interesting <laughs> at all to you, do not go out and buy the game. There's a video game adaptation that actually is amazing. It's, uh, I think it's on Steam. Go check that out. Um, I think that you will learn everything you need to know about the game from that. And it's a much lower entry fee than trying to buy the game. Yeah. Well, that's all I have to say about Ogre. I will talk about it more at some point um, once I teach it to Jondi. Because I think she could learn it. I don't know that she would have a fun time. But you know, new so experiences. There's
2: one game that I flat out refused to play. So yeah, Space Movers. No, I don't refuse to play that. What?
1: One. So you're telling me that it's Twilight Imperium? <laughs> yes, it is. No, Johny.
0: Although I can say that, but I, he's still never gotten me to play the game. But
2: I don't want to play a game that generally day we will is sure. five or six hours, and oftentimes can be seven hours long. Yeah, I'm fine with that. No, apron. yeah, but Snowing you're
0: doing stuff the whole time. And I've got hot cocoa, and For I'm me, in my PJs. That's too I'm fine long with to it. invest
2: in one game. Mm.
0: I'd rather do that than read a book. I know. I would rather
2: play a few different games. That's like, fair. Okay. But anyway, moving on. Let's talk about a Kickstarter. Yep. So now we get to go back and revisit uh, Tiny Epic Games. So they currently have a Kickstarter up that is Tiny Epic Dinos.
1: A worker placement dino game on the go. Plays one to four dino ranging players in 45 minutes and is easy to learn and teach. It's Tiny Epic. That's what it says. It has over 70 dino meeples.
0: I love dino meeples.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I mean, that was partially why I ever even got into d- the Dinosaur Island, because Absolutely. I wanted the Dino-Meeples. Mm-hmm. What would they be like? Deeples? Deeples? That's, that's, that's oh. that. I can't, I can't think of what
0: they would be. Okay. <laughs> Dino-Poles?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: Dino-Poles. dino um, But anyway, so it's, it's probably, I'm guessing, a lot of game that fits into a tiny box.
1: Usually is. Usually, I will say this. Uh, if you ever get a tiny epic game and take it out of the box, pay real close attention to how you got it out of the box.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it is a little difficult with some of them to get it back in there. Like I the
2: mean, other games. But if you look at the campaign and you look at the amount of real estate that this is going to take up on your table when you're playing the game. It's not a small game. It's no, just it's, it's just
1: in a small box, but which
2: fits into their title. It's absolutely epic games that fit into a tiny box.
1: And quite honestly, you know, I have bought a lot of "Quote unquote full sized games that you open it up and it's like fifty two cards and three meeples and you're and, like, and you're why like, was
2: this not in a small? Why on. is this a
1: fifty dollar game? What? Oh, oh, because it has a board that's eleven inches. Oh, they couldn't have put in a smaller. You, you will not have that with this game. No. You will go, how? How did? How did this twenty five dollar game take up my five foot gaming table? I don't understand.
2: And I'm really, you know that." The price accessibility of these to get the Kickstarter, like, deluxe. Mm-hmm. I mean, 25 bucks, and you're going to get, like, the whole you're shebang. A, you're getting a lot of game. So uh, that is another reason to say, yay, Tiny, Tiny Epic. If you like worker placements, resource management, this game is probably going to be for you. And it's had great reviews. All the reviews mm-hmm. I've seen it on have been fantastic. And come on, it's dinosaurs.
1: We got a secret sneak peek at Gen Con, and I was like, I, I want that right now please
2: so yeah that's uh the kickstarter you should check out this week
1: yeah we'll have a link to that or you can just uh, find it yourself i don't care
2: yep so until next time no john we have to plug everything okay we've already talked for like over an hour we have to plug everything
1: (laughs) if you ever want us to stop talking about give give money to children's miracle network hospitals here's what you do go to our website click on the the extra life thing, if it's still there, it'll probably still be there because donations can be accepted uh, up until the end of the year. So we'll leave that up after, after the actual event is over. Um, we're raising money for Riley children's hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's a children's miracle network hospital. You can find all that information, uh, at the link on our website. Um, because John right. This has run a little bit long. Um, but please do it. And if you don't want to do it, just, Spread the link if you are like, oh, I, I don't want to give money to that. I'm not asking you to give me money.
2: And we get it if you don't have money to spare. Absolutely. But if- We're not going to shame anybody for right. not donating. No.
1: But if all you do is send that link to one friend who maybe maybe had a, a hospital experience as a child or whatever, I don't care. Just spread the link. Okay, that's it. Also, please go to our iTunes page and give us 300 stars.
2: Thanks. So until next time, cat. You can eat Chit and
0: Dice.
1: Eat Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international.